Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange, stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Greetings, everyone. This is Hugh Ballou, a special edition of the Nonprofit Exchange for C-Suite TV. It's a place where leaders come together to work with other leaders to magnify the results. And one of the leaders in C-Suite that I've recently become acquainted with, um, who's really good at challenging me to step up my game, I wanted to say, hey, Tim, why don't you come on the show today? Let's talk about how nonprofit leaders can step up their game. How do we use business systems to do our work and do more work because we have to generate revenue to fully accomplish our mission. So Tim Nichols, let people know a little bit about who you are, what's your background and your passion for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm Tim Nichols and I am now on staff with the C-Suite Network as a business development strategist. But how I got there is I have a program called 3 Million Percent. What 3 Million Percent is, I train business professionals entrepreneurs, even nonprofits this, in the strategies that I use to grow my own independent financial practice by 3 million percent within 12 months in a town where I knew no one. So all the odds were stacked against me. And fortunately, uh, praise God for it, the strategies that I used worked really well. And so I wrote a book about that. I wrote a program about that, I wrote curriculum and how other businesses could apply those same strategies. And Hugh, would you believe that we've got several of my 70 members in, in my 3 million percent program who now measure their results in millions? I would believe that, Tim, because in the few conversations we've had, I'm like, whoa, this, this man's spot on. And spot on means you're effective, but it means also that I can understand the synergy of what we do. Now, let's get this myth out of the way at the beginning. Nonprofit leaders will say, oh, that's business stuff. It didn't apply to nonprofits. What do you say to that? Actually, what I've learned is the strategies that I use of deepening relationships quickly, elevating your profile in the community, leveraging networks, building credibility or establishing community. It applies to the startup entre entrepreneur as well as to the mega corporation. But what most nonprofits don't realize is it applies exactly to them as well. So it's, it's really, um, we get stuck on this word nonprofit and it's really a lie. It's really a tax exempt uh, enterprise that we have to install a business model into. So 3 million percent, how did you come up with that number? So those, that, that's the metrics that I used to grow in my first year. So as a financial advisor of 17 years, I actually went independent and started over in a town where I didn't know anyone. And I gave up the big names, the banks and brokerage firms. And so I started with absolute zero, zero assets under management. And I had no marketing budget, Hugh. It was one of the most scary things I've done, and I would never recommend it to anyone, but I just felt called to do that. And in doing that, my metrics of growth in the financial world, financial advisors and banks, 
uh, usually measure assets under care, assets under management. And I went from zero in assets under management to three million in assets under management within 12 months. And there might be other financial advisors out there that say, oh, well, that's not a big deal, but a lot of times they lived in the town that they were in or something like that. But I'll ask you this as listeners, I'll ask your audience this, what would it be like to go into a town that you were new, it was high net worth, high influence, high income, and very close knit and closed, and you get them to give you $3 million to manage. <laughs> you know, that's pretty tough to do. So that's where 3 million percent comes from. Well, you know, Tim, you manage assets for other people. And in the nonprofit world, we're managing other people's assets because exactly. this money doesn't belong to us. It's been given to the organization we run for a charitable cause. So we are stewards of the money that are, is, we leverage it toward toward the, the purposeful outcomes that we have in our minds. Now, we form this, this tax-exempt organization and say, okay, you can make donations and take it off your taxes, but we need more than that. So how do we leverage? With, we might have grown up in a community where we're working, or we might have been there for a while, but in, if we're working in this, this enterprise, it's time to rethink how we approach it. And people back down and they say, I don't like talking about money. I don't like selling. Um, but we don't have to do either of those. So how does installing a business system help us do our work by taking this thing that's that, that's sucking our energy, trying to raise money? How, how do we put in systems that are going to help us focus on the work that's so important? You know, one of the things that I've actually helped out quite a few nonprofits with this, Hugh, and one thing I've noticed is when you get so focused on the money, that's all your donors can hear. That's all your donors can see is you just want their money, right? And sometimes they lose vision of the why, of why they're doing what they do. Uh, maybe not intentionally, but maybe just to keep the thing going, right? And so I've seen that happen. But here's what I would encourage. Here's the, the processes that I would encourage. It isn't about the money. It's about the trust. You want to go for speed of trust. You, and, and here's what I'm encouraging you to do. Deepen relationships quickly. So if you have a current base of donors, get to know them well. Okay. Uh, schedule one-on-ones with them. Get to know the decision makers from those donor pools and build those relationships deeply learn what interests them, learn how you can help them outside of, of your nonprofit. And then I would say, elevate your profile, okay? What that looks like is creating thought leadership for them. Give them opportunities to become thought leaders within your organization. You want to elevate their, their profile within your program, within your nonprofit. And here's something, here's a Zig Ziglar quote that will help you with this mindset. You can have everything you want in life if you will help enough other people get what they want. But I'll tell you what I learned, the faster that you can help them get what they want, the faster you get what you want. So if you're bringing, let's say businesses into uh, your community, right? Into your nonprofit community, I would encourage you to help them take thought leadership positions 
within your organization through committees or anything like that, the more they are engaged, the more they're going to reach out into the community to promote their own credibility, to promote their own thought leadership. And they're going to go out and bring other people, whether it be to events, to engagement, to volunteerism or donations, they're going to bring people into your community and you'll, you'll eventually get either the influence or the assets from those donations. Another part of that would be uh, to create memorable visibility, okay? In my, <laughs> I learned to turn prospecting on its head, Hugh. I used to wear suits all the time, okay? As a financial advisor of 17 years, I wore suits all the time. But when I moved out into a suburb of Dallas, I learned that a suit for me was going to be a problem. It was going to create this wall of defense for anyone that I spoke to and what I had to do was I had to be become intriguing to them. Now, in Dallas, there's a, a tower with a tall tower with a ball on top, and that's called Reunion Tower. It's, it's really part of the skyline in Dallas. What I learned is I wanted to become that tower to my community so that it didn't matter if people didn't know my name. They knew what I looked like, and they knew a little enough about me to direct other people to me. As a nonprofit, that's what you want to become. You want to become memorable and visible. There's another part of that called virality. What virality is, is having people know who you are before you get there, okay? So you need to have such a presence in your community that people just are magnetized to come to you or they at least know who you are so that when they are making donation decisions or trying to decide on what nonprofit in which to engage, it doesn't matter if it's in a local community or in a national market, it's the same concept. Okay, so you can do that. And then leveraging networks, take advantage of the relationships that your current staff and members have. Okay, you want to encourage them to cross pollinate with other nonprofits, with other businesses, and so you want to be fully engaged in that community, even attend the events of other nonprofits and get to know them and learn how to leverage networks with other nonprofits and work together as a team, as opposed to competitors, okay? Building credibility is important. Mentoring, you might even mentor members or mentor other nonprofits and you can increase your credibility that way. Lastly, establish a rich sense of community among your members, okay? Even if you're a national or a global nonprofit, you want them to have this rich sense of community where they get to know others in that community who share their same passion for whatever it is your nonprofit supports. You know, there's a lot of um, reverse paradigms in what you're talking about. We, we tend to, um, in nonprofit world, think about all the others as competing for the same dollars. And so rather than competing for the small slice of pie, why don't we get together and see if we can build a bigger pie? Exactly. And then we feel uptight about talking to the, the rich people and the wealthy who are, are philanthropists with money, but they're also philanthropists with their time and their talent. And we forget about the triple ass, time, talent, and money. But we, we approach corporations not with the mindset that you're talking about. We approach them as like they're an ATM machine. Let's, you know, give me That's money. Right. Thank you very much. 
So what you're saying is give value first. And so the fundamental basis in what we teach in Center Vision of leadership is relationship. And the foundation of communication, communication is relationship. And the foundation of attracting money, either in sales or donations or others, sponsorships, is relationship. You see a theme here? What you're talking about is showing up as the full person in a collaborative sense and model what you want to see others do. Did I get it? That's that's it exactly. Dang. Dang. Okay. I could still sit up and take nutrition at 75 and, and pay attention. So um, it just, it just dawned on me, you know, I've, I've heard you talk and I know what you used to do and I know what you do now, but it just dawned on me, as I said earlier, there's a, um, you managed other people's assets and that's exactly what we're doing in the world of charity, whether it's a religious organization or a community charity um, or a membership organization like a chamber of commerce. We are good stewards of the, the, the resources, and, and it's important for us to embrace a business model. So what's the biggest gap that you see in the leadership tools of, of nonprofit leaders as far as the business systems that you, you teach? What's the biggest gap that people have? I'm going to say a, a, um, a desperate desire for, um, I'm going to say, self-promotion so they feel like i've got to promote me you know if this is going to be successful and where the paradigm shifted for me is that ziggler quote you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want but i haven't determined what what sounds better yet but i call it uh selfish selfless selfishness or selfish selflessness <laughs> so the more that I do for other people, the better it gets for me. It's the reciprocity of, of outreach. Exactly. And, and, and uh -huh. I think that's the biggest gap. I, I do. I do. And, and I've noticed this, it, it could, it can, it can appear in a chamber of commerce. It can appear in uh, a local food bank. It can appear anywhere where you have this um, scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset is the enemy to the growth. And it's, it's, it's abundant because it starts with that stupid word nonprofit. We think we can't spend money on marketing. We, can't think, we think we can't pay decent salaries, on and on and on. So these are the myths that have been embedded in our mind. And then we, we go with that. And it's just this mindless adopting of what we think is normal. And then leadership we function down instead of functioning up so there's a whole so that the, the uh, what we do is shameless promotion and so we go into a mixer and there's the bankers and all the the, the organizations insurance companies etc that we know fund nonprofits. so we go and we hit up hit up on them well and they know we're going to hit up and so there's a defense mechanism and what you're saying is just go and say hey appreciate what you do in the community how can I support your business? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, you know, I am smarter than I look. I catch on easy. So if we go and we give to somebody else, then there's, there's a sense in them that, well, what do you, if I said to them, what, what do you need? What do you, what can I do to provide value to your day? 
they probably don't need our help, but we can add value to what they're doing in some way. And it's an education piece that we bring to the business community because it's good for business to support local charities. And right. sometimes they don't want to be visible because they think if they're visible, every charity in the, in the town, which there's hundreds in every city, thousands, are going to be knocking on their door. Oh, why don't you help me too? But what they're actually doing is declaring their support for this organization for this year. So it's really for a good for a business to be visible. This is one we've adopted this year. This is our support system going to this charity. And so it, it, it really, then they can say, well, this is our chosen one. You can get in the queue and give us a good reason why we should support you next year. Any, any thoughts on that? Am I off base or is that relevant? No, that's, that's highly re relevant. And so if you, it's a mindset shift. And a lot of times the, mind, the mindset was adopted from whoever they mentored under. Okay, so if someone, uh, let's say two executive directors ago had a scarcity mindset, they passed that down through their leadership. So a lot of times what it's going to take to change the mindset is a change of heart set. And part of that's teaching people what they don't know. And just because business leaders are successful in their channel, they may not have thought about how, how good it is for their public image and their bottom line. And they're, they're, they're doing the same thing with you. They're sharing in the community with their time. There's a triple ask. And I encourage people in the Center Vision community, it's time, talent, and money. And, and all three are, these are our, instead of our donors, these are our supporters. And they support us with their time and their talent and their money. And part of it is being very skilled because we've done our business systems. We know this is exactly the problem and we solve it this way. And this is how we impact people's lives. We're in the business of transformation, not generating profit, but it does take some cash flow. Tim Nichols has been a guest on this special. We do these shorter focused interviews for a C-suite TV. And um, this is a very precious time, Tim, and you bring wisdom to the table that anybody can learn from. The community you mentioned was the, uh, the 3 million percent, and the link will be on the page, but it's, it's access dot number three million percent written out. So it's access dot the number three, then written out million percent dot com. And on that page, you'll find a very reasonable program that everybody can benefit because it's putting on our, our hat, so to speak, to, to be um, the social entrepreneur that's going to generate revenue for good and we can be stewards of it. So what's a parting thought or a tip you'd like to leave people with today? I just had this idea and I'm going to leave this for your audience to, to really ponder. What if you could become a thought leader to businesses within your market? Okay, and what that looks like, I, I created a peer advisory program where they meet in small groups of 10, businesses, nonprofits, whatever it is. What if you led groups like that and you mentored other businesses, how to engage in the community, how to, how to do this 3 million percent strategy, and it's a facilitated group discussion is all it is, these meetings. But what if you led a group like that 
and you would become the thought leader in your market, in your community, especially in those groups of 10, and they would bring people to you. You can actually turn them into a recruiting machine. Turn it around. So be the thought leader and get out there because you know things that nobody else knows and you do things that nobody else is doing. So step out there and don't worry about if you have the skill or not, just start it and you will attract people to you that want to support this. Tim Nichols, great, great wisdom to share with our, our audience today. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you for watching The Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.